Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey everybody, this is Max Olson. You're listening to the Independent Adjuster Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about hail because it is now March. We're getting into the hail season. We've got some severe weather on the horizon, and we're also just going to go back and talk about some of the costliest hailstorms from marches in the past few decades. So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes and profits we're spending our own money and reputation how do we work in a way that lets us get work assignments deployments and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd that is the question and this podcast will help guide you to the answers my name is chris stanley and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. All right, guys. So as I said, today we're talking about hailstorms. We're getting into spring. We're starting to look out on the horizon, on the global weather models, and start to see signs that we are getting back towards having severe weather like hail, wind, maybe even some tornadoes. It's all starting to come back together now that we're getting into that spring-like pattern. In fact, March 1st is quantified as meteorological spring. Um, That's nothing more than just saying that the pattern starts to resemble a more spring-like pattern usually as we get into March. And the reason that that is is because we start to see that return of the warm, moist air from the Gulf of Mexico. It starts streaming northward some, um, but we still also have those storm systems that are a little bit more reminiscent of stuff that we saw, you know, back in January and February. It's these big, progressive systems, usually with a lot of cool air on the backside. But as that warm air starts making its way towards the central and southern plains, you kind of have that classic collision and you'll get severe weather out of it. But then usually what will happen after that is that cold air will still dominate and push south back into the Gulf of Mexico. That'll kind of kill off any future potential storm setups for the next week or so until that air is able to kind of rejuvenate and then start working its way back north, back into those southern states. And that's kind of what we see time and time again. And that's why March isn't usually the most favorable month for severe weather because we do have those what we call gulf sweepers or cold fronts that go all the way down into the gulf of mexico and kill off that moisture return for a few days or even a few weeks Um, as we get further into the spring that happens less and less and that gulf of mexico warm moist air just kind of stays untapped and fueling consistently up into the plains but um, that doesn't mean we can't have very costly hailstorms during those times where the setups work out favorably in fact in recent memory we 
had uh, March 23rd, 2016, uh, severe hailstorm in Plano, Texas, $700 million worth of damage. And those storms developed along the dry line, which is a separation between the dry air to the west, the warm, moist air to the east, and then usually north and northwest of that, you have the cold front that'll eventually come in and sweep through. Now that day, we had multiple supercells, some of which even were producing tornadoes, and um, the most costly storm, as I said, was in that Plano, Texas area. About four years before that, in McAllen, Texas, there was another very costly hailstorm, baseball-sized stones. Man, if you guys have never been in a baseball-sized hailstorm, it is absolutely chaotic. It's, it's scary. I mean, it literally just sounds like an all-out war outside. There was also another storm. It wasn't quite as costly as these two, but it was back in March of 2019, March 24th, I believe. And uh, it did damage, especially in the northern suburbs of the Dallas metro area, places like McKinney, saw severe hail up to almost baseball size, I believe. And this was a day that I recall being not as advertised as being a super big severe weather day. It was a bit more of a marginal day. We just happened to have a storm blow up right over those northern suburbs and it just kind of sat there. And I remember this was when I first started doing reports with Adjuster TV. And I remember going out and I was doing some grocery shopping and I just looked to the south. I'm situated here in central Oklahoma and I could see the thunderstorm towers way off to the south over the Dallas metro area. And I was like, oh man, those look, those look really prominent. And I looked at radar and was like, oh my gosh, those things are producing big hail. All the warnings were for at least, you know, golf ball or larger size hail. So I was like, man, there's going to be some work out of those. And that was actually one of the first storms that I did as an IA. I went down there for not very long, only a few days, and uh, kind of got my feet wet with my first kind of bulk load of claims and figured out how to handle all those. That was a good learning experience for me, but it definitely was uh, quite a bit of damage, as I recall, uh, especially in some of those more um, higher-end neighborhoods on the north side of Dallas there. You generally have people with a bit more money, and so uh, there was a lot, a lot of nicer cars that were being totaled out from my memory, but yeah, so March can definitely have its fair share of hail, and in fact, I'm looking here at the uh, global models and today we're recording this it's March 7th this will probably come out a little later but it looks like later this week today's Sunday March 7th it looks like maybe starting Wednesday Thursday Friday we might have our first little bits of severe weather. I'm looking at, as we talked about, dew points, that warm, moist air um, streaming up from the Gulf of Mexico. We can quantify that with uh, surface temperature and surface dew points. And I'm looking at the dew points right now, and they're getting up into the upper 50s, lower 60s um, in Texas and Oklahoma as we get into the week. That's more than sufficient for severe weather when you add in, obviously, all the other parameters. But as far as just dew points go, we're definitely looking for dew points in the 50s. 50s, upper 50s, low 60s, even mid 60s for um, a bona fide severe weather threat. And there's quite a few things that I'm seeing here that I won't go into too much because it just gets too nitty gritty. Um, there's quite a few things that I'm seeing that may not make this the largest event, at least for tornadoes. A lot of times I'm looking at that because that's, you know, other than being an auto adjuster, I also chase storms down and photograph them and take videos of them. So I'm always looking uh, for tornado potential. doesn't look like there will be a ton with this setup, at least as it stands right now. 
but I could definitely see there being some severe wind and hail over those few days. Uh, I'd actually almost guarantee it to some extent on at least one or more of those days. Uh, we're talking Wednesday. Let's see. Let me pull up the calendar. That would be Wednesday, the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, that four-day stretch. I'm, I'm going to say there's a pretty decent uh, possibility of severe weather to some magnitude in you know southern Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Um, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. And if there is any severe weather, I'll be going out and tracking it. And that's something that you can see over at Adjuster TV. But, you know, as we get further into the month and especially into April and then May, we're going to be seeing a lot more activity as far as severe weather and Hailstorms are definitely the biggest moneymaker for adjusters. And the reason for that is because they just affect a very wide swath. You're going to have at least, a, you know, usually 10 by 10 mile area that was affected by the largest hail. And then that, that, that area extends for as long as the storm extends as it's producing severe hail. And if there's high population densities underneath that area, then you're going to have a high claim volume. Obviously, when you have something like a tornado, that's only going to affect a quarter mile area along its path. And while it can be extremely devastating for that area, it's not going to impact nearly the amount of homes and businesses, cars um, that a hailstorm will impact. So that's why we have, uh, and you know, another reason, something I was listening to, if you guys haven't listened to the Adjuster TV podcast, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but Claims don't always come in right away. They sort of, you have that initial burst, you know, people go out and they see their car and they're like, oh man, this thing looks horrible. I got to submit a claim, but maybe they don't see, you know, any damage to their roof or nothing's leaking. So they don't really think about it. But then, you know, a, a contractor comes by a week or two later and goes, oh yeah, you've got a, you've got quite a bit of damage on your roof. And then they go, oh really? And then they submit a claim and then that claim doesn't get, you know, going until a few weeks after the storm maybe. So it's kind of a trickle down process um, since, especially on homes, Hail damage is not terribly visible. And if you're on kind of the outskirts of the hail storm um, and you're driving a car that's maybe white, it's not as easy to see dents on, you might go through some hail. Maybe it's not the bigger stuff that happened near the core of the storm, the tennis balls or the golf balls, but maybe you get some quarter size hail where you're at and you don't really notice it. You look kind of at your car and you're like, oh, I don't really see much, maybe one or two. And then you get it under the right lighting and all of a sudden, all these dents show up. I can't tell you how many times, you know, an owner, especially of a white vehicle, because those are hard to see, especially in direct sunlight, they'll go after a hailstorm and be like, yeah, I don't think the damage is that bad. I see a few here and there. And then you pull the car under the proper lighting, or you maybe have uh, one of those reflector board shade things that has the lines on it. And you start showing them and you're like, look, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. And then they're like, oh my God, I never knew. I never, I never even saw 95% of those I just saw maybe the few bigger ones the few oversized ones and so it's it's definitely something that can kind of trickle in as people start to notice oh wait I actually do have quite a bit of hail damage but um another thing another fact that I saw as I was doing a little bit of research for this video not that I did that much but um in fact the last known death by a hailstone. So a hailstone hitting somebody, presumably in the head, and um, unfortunately killing them was in March of 2000. That happened in Lake Worth, Texas. It was March 29th, 2000, and it was a 19-year-old kid who was struck in the head by a softball-sized hailstone. But anyways, don't mean to end it on a grim note there, but we can definitely start to expect to see some hail here over the next few weeks. It looks like a reasonably active pattern. I'd be 
surprised if we didn't see at least a few large hail reports over the southern central states over the next couple weeks. And uh, stay tuned here at IA Path. We'll be doing some recap type stuff throughout the spring. And then obviously over at Adjuster TV, I do a little news segment at the end of every month, kind of going over what the major stories were for weather uh, as it pertains to adjusters. And then if you ever want to see any of my personal videos, I do post them to my YouTube channel called Max Olson Chasing. That's just where I do all my personal storm chasing stuff. But Anyways, guys, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Keep walking your path and claiming your life. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all access pass to our exclusive community a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.